This is Navigating Your Retirement Radio with Travis Chance from CFG Wealth Management. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Travis provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Navigating Your Retirement Radio with Travis Chance. Welcome back to another show of Navigating Your Retirement with your host, Travis Chance from CFG Wealth Management. Folks, as always, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, give us a call here at CFG Wealth Management. That's 877-269-0839. That's 877-269-0839. Joining us this morning from the not-so-frosty land of 10,000 lakes, Tony Shore. Hey, Travis. Good morning, and thanks for having me on the show today. Once again, happy to be here. Had a great week. And you know what? The weather here, I, I'm in Minnesota, but you know what? It's nice. It's This is the good time of the year. It's, Minnesota. You know, Minnesota. I got you. Uh, <laughs> Highs hey. in the mid-70s here, and... Uh, you know, we went through a really hot and humid week, but now no more humidity, just nice and cool and Mid sunny. Mid-70s. I remember when we had our first winter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> holy cow. <laughs> That's, oh my word. Like, uh, I woke up this morning and uh, I, I look outside. Uh, Tony and 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 there's a there's a lake right behind right behind our house and uh, and it just looked hazy like oh. it was already just blistering hot so humid uh, yeah Minnesota uh, yeah that would that would be I remember when we had our first winter at seventy degrees <laughs> holy cow you walk out you walk outside in in the Georgia summertime and it's just like someone just threw a big wet blanket of humidity all over you. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty, pretty, pretty crazy. Yeah. I was actually in Nashville last weekend and couldn't believe the humidity there. It was so thick. Um, you, you know, it's there, you know, what's really crazy is my wife and I, we were talking and, uh, and I said, you know, it really does. It really does make you think whenever you, you actually hope that a hurricane brings you some rain, like, that's 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 pretty bad that's pretty bad when you need a hurricane to bring you some rain that's that's pretty bad uh but uh but yeah i would really i would really have liked for about three inches three or four inches of rain to have been dumped on us here and uh in the in the low country but nonetheless that didn't happen so i guess uh, it wiped out boy that storm that storm wiped out the east coast though holy cow that it hit some spots pretty hard Oh yeah. No, no, no. And I'm not making light of that. I'm just saying in Georgia, we are, you're we're praying going for through, rain. Oh my cool goodness. It off. Yeah. Whoo, yes, sir. Uh, yeah. and then, well, that's a then, typical Savannah thing to pray for rain, to, to get rid of the uh, humidity and cool it down. Well then, and to top it off, as I said, you know, it's, it's terrible whenever, you know, you walk outside and, and you just have this, this blanket um, of humidity it's like oh my goodness i wish we could just make that into some condensation and get it back because it just it just it's terrible but hey that's okay we'll be in we'll be in uh fall and and winter here in about three weeks uh uh well actually that's not true three months probably three months 
Yeah, a little longer. Yeah, you gotta, probably you November. Gotta, yeah, August and September is still pretty, pretty warm and humid there, right? I mean, well, it depends on what you define as hot and humid. You know, if it's uh, if it's in our terms, once it gets into the eighties, we're like, hey, you know, break out the sweaters. I know whenever yeah. you know you guys get in the <laughs> you guys get in the twenties, you're like, oh, let's let's go play golf. Yeah, well, as long as there's. As long as there's not too much snow on the ground and it's not negative temps, it's it's good. <laughs> I mean, shorts weather is when it if it gets into the fifties, we're we're breaking out the t-shirts and the shorts here in Minnesota. But so, what do you got for us today? I know that uh, we were talking about a lot of questions that you get from listeners and from clients, and we were going through some of those, and, and you've got a few more that you wanted to touch on that people have uh, asked about, right? Yeah, I do. And Tony, you know, one of the things and I've I've mentioned it on the show and I've said it, you know, repeatedly, this show is for our listeners, right? It's not just for you and I to hear ourselves talk. I mean, we can do that on on the phone just going back and two. Right, uh, right. This is this is a chance for us to download information to our listeners. And I wanted to just as long as we keep getting questions, I want to keep I want to keep making that our content of our show, because, you know, at the end of the day, uh, everything is is good in theory, but in the application is where it can get a little bit tricky. So what I was going to do this morning is, as you know, uh, we're we are members of the master elite program for Ed Slot, and we we typically get a lot of, of IRA questions, right? Of, you know, we talk about it in the classes that we teach. We talk about it in, in every meeting that we have. So we actually do get quite a few IRA questions, distribution, uh, because the devil's in the details. It's not just, you know, that you, you get to retirement and you've got your pre-tax account and you start taking distributions and everything is, you know, we're all singing, uh, we're all singing and holding hands and skipping to the sunset. That's not the case. Uh, there are a lot of nuances. There's a lot of different things that can go wrong depending on what your goals and objectives are and how you handle that. And not only how you handle it, but in the event you pass away, obviously, we want to make sure that your heirs take care of that as well. So um, one of the questions that we had was a blended family question, which I, I thought was was pretty good. Um, so we had a question from a client that was in their mid eighties. Uh, won't, won't give the names and I won't give the exact ages to protect the innocent, but uh client in mid eighties, uh, got approximately half a million dollars in their IRA and they have a second marriage surviving spouse. And then they have two children from their first marriage. Well, um, all three, the primary or the spouse is, uh, is in her, early 80s and then we've got the two children which are in their late 50s and early 60s now one of the questions that uh, that the the young young man asked, I'm going to say young man because he's he's still spry since we've got our life expectancy into the 90s now, and they they've already said the first child to live to 120 has been born. So hey, he could have another 20 years. Who knows? Um, but you've got a situation here where the gentleman was asking, you know, what do I do? Do I name uh, you know all of all three as beneficiaries on the same IRA? Do I split it up? How do I treat this? And the one thing that I would say is think about it like this. 
Uh, we've talked about on the show in the past. I know we have because, you know, when I come back from the Ed Slotta uh, events, I'm always full of IRA topics because it, it's just their top of mind. So first things first, if you are a, a husband and wife and, and let's say the husband passes away, leaves the IRA to the wife. If if they inherit it, they actually have two two possible uh, selections that they can do. Number one, they could if they don't want to take a lump sum, they could leave it in the the previous owner or the the spouse that passed away in a IRA in their name and name themselves as a beneficiary of that IRA. So a beneficial IRA, they get special treatment. The spouses get special treatment. No other beneficiary can do the things that the spouse can do. So if she wanted to, she could name herself as the beneficiary as a as a beneficial IRA. But what that would also do is since there is a little bit of an age discrepancy, uh, she would just be forced to take RMDs on his age. Now that may mm. not be an, an issue, obviously, Tony, because For she's some, in yeah. her, she's in her early eighties. He's in his mid eighties. So that's not going to make a huge difference. But the one thing that we do need to think about is if they, if the, the collective three, uh, surviving child one and two and the surviving spouse, if they were to inherit that and keep it in the same account, that's going to be a little different scenario uh, because the children obviously have to take their payout now after the SECURE Act. They have to take their payout over a 10-year period or have taken their entire distribution within 10 years of the death of the spouse. So and pay taxes uh, on that and money. pay taxes on that money. So so what we would want to do is if if you have a situation where you kept them together, that's going to cause some unnecessary issues. So the best thing to do is in that situation for those for those who are or maybe in this situation, just the ages may be a little different. Uh, what you would want to do is the spouse that inherits the IRA, if she doesn't want to keep it in a beneficial IRA in her name for or in his name for her benefit, what she can do is she actually can take by by December 31st of the year following spouse, it's called the account splitting deadline. She can actually take that IRA, roll it into her name. And then of course, if it's her money, she can now take it on her life expectancy and she's not having to use his life expectancy. Does that does that make sense, Tony? So it's really just about knowing what your options are because the children after the SECURE Act, they really they really don't have a whole lot of options, right? They can take it all at one time in the first year. They can take equal distributions over 10 years, or they can actually defer and just take one lump sum 10 years down the road. But the reason that may not be a good idea is what? Is as as that happens, uh, you're also if you defer for ten years and you let's say this situation they would have gotten an equal share of one hundred twenty five thousand each. Well, that one hundred twenty five, let's say it's now two fifty ten years down the road. Well, guess what? They now have to taxes. pay tax on the full two fifty, not the one twenty five, or a little bit along and and basically lower their tax burden. So. 
You know, I, I, I always tell folks, and, and I, I really mean this, there was a there was a judge in the early 1900s, Tony, and I know you and I have talked about him. His name was Learned Hand, and he literally said that no U.S. citizen has an obligation to pay one dime more in taxes than they are absolutely required to do. Right. So, you know, if you, if you don't know the rules, what's going to happen is – you could actually pay more in taxes or force more taxation than is really necessary. And my question is, is why would you do that? You know, yeah, why if, would you bump yeah, yourself into a higher would you, tax why would you when volunteer, you don't need to? Yeah. Why would you volunteer to do that? I yeah. just, I, I don't see the benefit of it. Uh, I just, I think that's, that's really, that's really one of those things. It's kind of like we talk about, it's an, it's an unforced error. Uh, and we really need to make sure that we don't, we don't create problems or commit unforced errors uh, in retirement. I just think that's, that's probably good. Uh, that's probably good, good, good practice to do so at least. Let's take a minute to let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you to set up that complimentary consultation. Absolutely. Folks, if if you are in a situation where you're getting five years into retirement, you're in retirement, or if you're retiring this year and you you think, hey, why not get a financial checkup? That's what we're here for. 877-269-0839. That's 877-269-0839. All right. That sounds great. And Travis, let's go right into the next question that you have from a listener, from a client that you want to talk about today. Absolutely. Tony, so the next question that I got was it actually it was another IRA question. And it was from, I'm assuming, maybe a listener from previous shows. And their advisor, she has a husband that just passed away. Uh, and and we are very sorry to hear this, but uh, husband just passed away at the end of last year. Um, she is 62. He was in his mid-60s. And her current advisor, actually recommended to put the husband's IRA into a beneficial IRA versus her IRA. And as we've talked about it on the show, you know, when you have a spouse, a spouse can do virtually the the most, has the most options of any inheriting beneficiary, period. That is, that is cut and dry. That is a fact. So, the one thing that I have talked about as as using a beneficial IRA for a spouse's benefit is if if let's say that you have a husband that's in their mid 60s, but maybe the wife or the spouse is in her mid to late 50s. Well, if that's the case, then yes, what this advisor recommended is probably the right thing to do because a beneficial IRA allows the wife or the spouse, surviving spouse, to take RMDs and avoid the 10% uh, penalty, which is basically withdrawing under 59 and a half. If she were, if she takes that under 59 and a half and puts it in her name, then now she is going to have uh, an issue accessing it because the 10% penalty is going to be there. But a beneficial would eliminate that. Well, once you get to age 62, there's really no reason why I can see in this situation why she shouldn't have just put that in her name, uh, just simply because, think about it, what can you do in a beneficial that you couldn't do in your own IRA? And the answer in this situation would be nothing. So what you probably want to do 
is go ahead and also just take the next step and do a spousal rollover. And I know a lot of people might say, well, I heard that's, you know, there's only one rollover or one, you know, one, one time per year rule. Uh, didn't you say that one time, Travis? Well, that's only on a 60 day rollover. What, mm. what you actually can do is a surviving spouse, if, if she or he is the sole beneficiary of the account, they can always complete a spousal rollover later on. It can be a day, a year, 30 years later. There's literally, Tony, no deadline. They can actually do that at any time. But the only thing that you can't do is once you roll it over into, so you need to make sure you're doing the right thing. Once you roll it from an inherited IRA or beneficial IRA to a spousal and do a spousal rollover, you can't go back. So, you know, you, you just need to know what your rules are. But in this situation, I really am not certain and I don't have enough enough information to say why the advisor may have recommended it. But in this situation, that definitely would not have probably been my recommendation. I would have just probably recommended go ahead and do a spousal rollover into her name. And that way she can take the money when she wants to, because there's a little bit of an age discrepancy and chances are she would have been uh, taking some RMDs a little earlier than she should have if she left it in the beneficial IRA, but putting in her name would eliminate those, uh, those issues as well. Yeah. And so obviously uh, there's a lot to this. And once again, uh, no need to go this alone. That's where you come in as a financial advisor. That's the service you provide to your clients uh, to help them navigate these waters. And it is interesting. I mean, obviously everybody wants to save as much as possible and make as much as possible with their investments and mostly for retirement spending is the purpose. And it's really good to be able to maximize that and know what you're doing, right? It, it is, Tony. And that's that's why, I, you know, I made the comment because I actually heard this from a got an email from an advisor or from a, a client. And their question was, you know, uh, my advisor is charging me this. Is is this really what I need to be doing? And, you know, of course, I, I'm always going to going to be devil's advocate for both sides. You know, if your advisor is is doing not only your investment planning, but if they are if they are giving you some good tax planning advice, working with your CPA or your accountant to make sure that everything has been taken care of from taxes uh, as as that uh, pertains to uh, how your investments are going to be managed, but also how you're going to leave your estate to your children or to your heirs or your church or charity. You know, these are all things that need to be taken into account. You know, your health care. Uh, one of the main points, and I talk about it uh, a lot, is I'm not telling you guys that these things are going to happen, but I'd rather you be prepared than not. And a lot of people, Tony, don't have things like uh, health care taken care of. They they don't have long term care. They really have no plan. They think of long term care or, or end of life planning as uh, I hate to say it as a, a way for them to avoid thinking of their own mortality. But if you make some good decisions and if you do plan effectively, what you're initially going to do is you're going to make your balance as as high as humanly possible so that in the event you do need that type of care and you don't 
take the insurance approach or you don't take the long-term care planning approach, well, then that means if you have more money at the end of life, you have more money to be able to provide that coverage and that care for you so that you don't have to look to friends, family, relatives uh, to basically take on that responsibility. So, uh, I mean, everything has to work together in retirement. There's there's no one decision that can be made independent of each other, in, in my opinion. But I think a lot of times we do see that uh, more often than not. Yeah. And again, everybody's situation is different, uh, but you do need to look at all these things. And no matter who you are, you have to have a plan in place. And, and that's the key. And like you said earlier, a lot of it hinges around how much money you're going to save in taxes if you have the proper planning. And of course, uh, how you can get growth uh, during volatile times that, you know, that we live in right now. Well, and, and you think about, uh, we talk about it all the time on the show and just, just to, to reiterate and reinforce, you know, it, boil it down to some of the basic, uh, the basic, uh, income options, right? Social security. I had a, I had a client that actually had their idea was, uh, the, the husband was 62, the wife was 56. And he was convinced because he, he said, I've done, I've ran the spreadsheets. I'm convinced that my wife and I both need to take social security, Tony at age 62. So he was literally about to turn his social security on and she was going to turn hers on in six years. Well, here's the thing. All right, let, let's do this. And I, I've got the numbers here and I can provide them if anyone if anyone tr- chooses to challenge. Number one, if they both claim at age 62, Tony, do you know what what their total lifetime benefit would be? Uh, it's like the, you lose a third, right? Well, uh, no, by- let, think about it. If if he drew his and he was going to draw 2745 at full retirement, she was going to draw 1585. If they both drew early, that means they're taking the 70 or 75% of the benefit. Yep. Their lifetime benefit was going to be a million six. That's how much they would have both drawn to age 88 for him and 91 for her. A million six. But by waiting until 66 or full retirement age, it was a million nine twelve. So literally they gave up $300,000 or would have been given up $300,000 over their lifetime to draw at 62 versus 67 or 66 and six months for him and 67 for her. But the thing that they were also not calculating and he was not using in his spreadsheet was the fact that you get colas on top of your, your 8% per year to wait. So when, when you're making a decision, sometimes it makes a difference where you get your information from. And instead of just like this gentleman reading the reading what he saw on the Internet versus actually getting a, a an actual professional analysis, it literally saved him a three hundred thousand dollar mistake. How many times are you going to be able to recover from a three hundred thousand dollar mistake if you are saving for retirement? Wouldn't it be nice to have an extra quarter million dollars to be able to have an income over your lifetime? Absolutely. That's why you need to know whom you're getting your information from and exactly what. how does that pertain to your situation. Right. And that's what's important. Now, we're out of time for today's show. It flew by. Why don't you let our listeners know one more time that phone number they can call? Absolutely, Tony. 877-269-0839. 877-269-0839.
All right, listeners, and that does it for today's episode of Navigating Your Retirement with our host, Travis Chance. Thank you for listening to Navigating Your Retirement Radio with Travis Chance. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Travis at CFG Wealth Management. Call 877-269-0839 or visit them online at navigatingretirementradio.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services are offered by CFG Wealth Management LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Georgia. Insurance products and services are offered through TL Chance Inc., an affiliated company. CFG Wealth Management LLC and TL Chance Inc. are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. Редактор